Okay, it's two ways you can do it. If you shootin', then it's how you pay for class. I front you the pack, you make a little off of every bag. If you graduate, I front you wait and you just pay the tax. Don't be talking to my lady crazy, you'll pay with the cash. I mean, you can get the bag with the attitude to match. Yeah, it's simple. Double up and double up on that. Residuals coming in while I'm smoking on the deck. I keep growing up like prices, you will land, you hate on that. Goofies gon' be goofies, I just hate when I react. Shorty, I'll be back. I sold out, I had the plug. I'm like, surely I'll be back. I mean, all type of shit that I used to couldn't afford. I got everything I ever really wanted. Thank you, Lord. Adored by my lady. Don't nobody else count. If you cute, you can join us too. I'm still loud. Fifth of whiskey off the link from out west for the link up. Call him like I see him. I might end up like a little boy. I'm a lame. Yo, 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 man, what's good? It's your boy Jay Bender here with another Epi for Cushion Coffee podcast today. It would say it was the first time we met, but this is the second take because my boy fucked up and lost some files. So my man can't buy Dean is in the building, man. What's up, bro? You're, you know what I'm saying? It's like being a rapper, dog. When you when you mess up a bar, they don't even know. You ain't even have to, you know what I'm saying? Movie magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a, there's a, it was you and some other people, man. I felt fucking terrible. It's like moving around. You know how shit go. We all lost the hard drive, dog. I lost two amazing albums. Uh, no shit? Yeah. Already mixed and mastered and everything, too? Uh, one of them was mixed, mastered, and ready to go. The other one was about 80% done, but I lost all the files. I just got MP3s of the unfinished songs. Oh, shit. I might mixtape them one day. <laughs> Fuck it. That's, I mean, that's the thing now. How you living, man? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, bro. It's been ble- Y'all, niggas was just in a... A cipher with KRS One in Inglewood like a few days ago. Yeah, I missed that shit. Though. I was yeah, fucking bro. Like I'm an Inglewood native, bro. So you know, nothing like that event ever happened in Inglewood when I was growing up. You know what I'm saying? Nothing like that event ever happened in Inglewood when I was growing up. That's the fifth one. So apparently, I missed the other four, but they yep. only getting bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Inglewood Brandon too. Inglewood branded the guys. You know what I'm saying? I got a merch collab with them too, which I'm wearing right now. The community shit. No, this is my shit for reality raps. It's the shoulder to cry on t-shirt, but it's a collab with Inglewood Branded. Oh, shit. It's on sale in the store right now. That's fire as hell. So how'd that come about, man? Um, I wanted to do the shirt with someone who already had ties to the community because me just as a rapper and my fan base, you know, I've been rapping about hustling for years, you know what I'm saying? So I have a certain fan base from that. And yeah, you know, I do, I do a lot of different things. I'm not like a street dude by any means, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So I have a lot of different fans, but I wanted mental health for black and brown individuals, like the niggas in the community that I'm hanging out with, that I'm talking to, that's talking to me about their issues, like, you know, things that they feel like they can't talk to nobody about. And I'm like, if I could find a therapy outlet for myself, I gotta, you know, share that with people. And I felt like Englewood Branded was gonna help me get the message further and like have it more deeply rooted in it. They was already connected with the kids in the neighborhood and everything, you know, I'm yeah. connected with some kids in the neighborhood, but like my cousins and their little friends or whatever, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, bro. That's fire though, man. Cause uh, yeah. that's what I'm looking for too. Oh, don't come in. No, oh, no flame. No flame. Low of a flame. Yeah, man. That, that's like where I'm trying to do now is like just collab with people now. And like, this is like more of a, Give people opportunity, like the table thing right here. See this little sliding thing right here? I don't know if you've seen the video, but so I'm giving an opportunity for brands to get their shit on the on the table, you know what I'm saying? So that yeah. when we're out here and it's just all love, man. I ain't trying to really 
do anything crazy, but just, you know what I'm saying? Just to show love out here. Cause, uh, we're starting to grow a little faster than anticipated, man. It's kind of crazy as fuck right now. Man, bro, you be outside. You really be outside. And uh, not really, dog. <laughs> like that's the crazy thing, Dim. Dim, I be in the crib, man. I just be because I'm a fan. I got five kids, family. So you know what I'm mm. saying. So, so try to do all this and uh, everything else is very challenging, man. Shout out to my wife for all the shit that she does. And Come on, if I ask you what's your nationality, you're very ambiguous. I'm uh, Mexican and Italian. Okay, okay. So I don't, you're, both, you're two nationalities that typically have a lot of kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> both of them always, uh, yeah. You know you're right, you're right. Italians always have like 13 fucking kids. Anybody that's Catholic have, have hella kids, and they both Catholic, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty you know much. Irish, it don't matter. If it's Catholicism, yeah. there's going to be. It's gonna like be, a bunch of them. You know what I'm saying? Football team. <laughs> <laughs> So talk about this project, man. Reality raps, man. Um, man. So you know, I I started going to therapy. Um, well, I needed therapy. You know, my mom passed away in 2016. Took me a while to get over it, but uh, you know, I, I kind of started coming back to myself. But you know, I still had a lot of a lot of shit going on mentally. You know what I'm saying? And then um, not to mention, you know, just growing up in Inglewood. You know what I'm saying? Everything that I was going through. At the time, it was just like life to me. It was normal. But then when I got older and started meeting all these different people and wondering, like, why I never had this or why we never did this or we, we never did that, you know, I realized that I went through a lot of traumatic shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it just, but it was normal because it was just like, you it's know just what I'm saying? Everybody goes through the neighborhood right there, right? Like, I mean. So, I, you know, trying to work my way through it and stuff, uh, therapy was an option. I, you know, I kind of gave it a, a go but I couldn't really find like a black therapist. I couldn't really find nothing that fit me. And uh, my ex, you know, um, the girl I was dating at the time, she, you know, she just kind of was on my ass about it for real. And shout out to her for that. Cause uh, it kept me, well, you it made therapy me, and yeah, shit. it made me do my due diligence, you know? Um, Cause that's a lot. And she I, actually went out of her, not just on my ass. She like went out her way to help me and like present me resources. You know what I'm saying? Give you the right direction and point you yeah, in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause so it's kind of hard for us, man, to really, self-reflect on herself to think that we can we need somebody else to tell us how to live our life you know what i'm saying to open up to somebody else to give somebody else that perspective on our life man because I, I mean I, I feel like i fucking need therapy too and I, I feel like this right here has been helping me more tremendously because a lot of people don't understand when i be bringing shit up i'm still talking about the shit that i've been through you know what i'm saying yeah, and yeah, but definitely. they can relate to it so the thing is with them they're just thinking that I'm opening doors for them. In reality, I'm just I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? I understand mm -hmm. that. I understand what everybody's going through. Like this one time, I had a podcast with my brother, and uh, I was just like, ah, you know, because there's be sometimes I'll be talking to people, and they're just not. I feel like it's not gonna go nowhere. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the conversation is gonna be dead. It's not gonna be nothing good. And then mm -hmm. come to find out, man, we needed to sit down and, and talk to each other because we were the same kind of going through the same emotions, same issues, and like. He was dealing with some of the same things that I was dealing with subconsciously. And then uh, I was like, man, this shit kind of, that's why you always can't never read a book by its cover. You always got to sit down. That's why it's important. Yeah, talk to people, man. Yeah, you man. know what I'm saying? So I feel like, uh, number one, me personally, growing up being like a nerdy dude and like a hustler, I have like a, a very wide friend base. You know what I'm saying? Like I could go to like some upscale hoity-toity shit where like I'm a regular there, but then I can also go to like a block where niggas serve where like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm also like, you know, one of the guys over there type shit. You know what I'm saying? So just tapped in, you know what I'm saying? So um, for me personally, I'm, you know, people that 
niggas from the hood typically look at like this white boy like a stain. But like I know this nigga. I know that he could fight, he could skateboard, he could do all this shit, whatever. And you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying no, I'm just talking about stereotypes. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And let's just say like white people that don't know niggas from the hood typically look at them like this, this, that, or the third. But this dude that you might see is like a monster. I know that he just trying to feed somebody. You know what I'm saying? Himself, maybe his sister or brother too. You know yep. what I'm saying? And you just look like an easy stain. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like type shit. So for me personally with reality raps, it was me just bringing that therapy thing to the forefront because it's what I was going through. I just make albums about, I just make music about my life. You know what I'm saying? And then when there's a common theme, the theme like just naturally presents itself. It's like, oh, I'm already in therapy. These records are very therapeutic for me. They'll be therapeutic for other people. You know what I'm saying? So um, I was just the, the natural progression for it. And I knew niggas would relate. We in a time right now where it's a lot of fluff going on. It's a lot of bullshit going on. And, and self-reflection is necessary for you to, like, move forward. And, yeah. you know, in 99% of things that are happening to you, sometimes you got to be like, it's my fault. You know what I'm saying? Take accountability for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, that's a big thing, too, man, because a lot of people don't understand. Don't get me wrong. Oppression is not your fault. Yeah. Depression is not your fault. But if you got a smartphone in your hand and you're wearing some fucking Balenciagas right now, you could do a lot of different things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And depression is another thing, too, man, because I, I be going through that shit, too, just being in the limbo state sometimes, man, just thinking like just over. I feel like it's just more overthinking about what I have and not appreciating what I, ha what I got, you know what I'm saying, or what I want. I be thinking yeah, about man. what I want instead of appreciating what I have, you know what I'm saying? From a state of counting your blessings, too. You know what I'm saying? That's important, dog. I was homeless when I found out I was having a daughter, bro. I drove over here today. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm blessed. Yeah. When you're homeless, I'm about to have a daughter, you said. When I found out I was having a daughter. She's 11 years old today. I'm oh, just saying, I drove over here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was in my closet like, should I wear these with these? You know what I'm saying? Like, you feel Different me? Different times. Blessed. You know what I'm saying? Blessed, blessed bro. Yeah, from being to the lowest point to being where you're at now. You, you know what I mean? That's why, that's why I feel like now, like me and my cousin talk about this too, is um, like, what uh, I wish we would have did this back then, you know what I'm saying? Because we would have got, because of where, where we're at now, but we, yeah. we, we wish, but you know, everything happens for a point in time and a reason. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen when it needs to happen. Shout out all the young niggas too, man. Y'all on y'all business, like young, you know what I'm saying? Young, like niggas 14, 15, 16, like figuring it out. Like I, I respect y'all. Bro, because I, I didn't figure it out till like about 32 years old. You know Bro, a lot of us, nigga. You know, you be listening. Even I just think it was a generation thing. We didn't have the information in front of our face. Like even when you listen to your idols, niggas that you you know thought that they might have had it figured out. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just blah blah blah. You know what I'm saying? The information is available now. So shout out to the niggas that's using it. You feel and, me, man? Can you think of like the generation gap too between technology and like when the people used to hustle back in the day for rap, like the publishing, the marketing, and all advertising, all that shit. Now it's just like off the blick of your phone, like. Man, bro, you used to have to go somewhere and be dope and be known for being dope at these places, and now it's just you know are known people or know people to get you in the door to get to these exclusive ass parties. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, man, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty cool though. As far as seeing how everything just like transpired to where it is now in life, like, um, the technology, everything, man, everything just moves faster. It's a little scarier though, but for the most part, man, it's, it's pretty dope. Can I say something about that? Yeah. Not to get off on crazy tangents, but I mean, like, you know, Niggas know that the album is out, listen to the album, but like, you know, I 
this is the type of person I am type shit. I feel like that's what the interview should more be about. This is just something I always didn't understand why people say like the world is getting worse, right? So if the world is getting worse, let's just, let's just play the rewind game. If you go like 10 years ago, right? Gay people and women barely had a voice. Yeah. If you go like 20 years ago, they didn't have representation in film, really. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And niggas barely had representation in film 20 years ago. You know what I'm saying? It was just starting. You know what I'm saying? There was a token black or like black films. Like they didn't get blockbuster roles, right? You go 30 years ago, all the racial slurs are just common words. You know what I'm saying? In, go, in movies, sitcoms. You like, go 50 years ago, they're still slaves. Like 60 years after the shit then got abolished, 70 years after they got abolished, they're still slaves in certain parts of the country, right? You go 100 years ago, slavery everywhere. Everybody's racist. You go 200 years ago. I mean, let's yeah, yeah, just keep yeah. playing this game. You rewind even further. You want to go to medieval times when it was a simpler time. When was it? A, it was a simpler time for white people. It was never like a better place for anybody else. You know what I'm saying? And if you rewind it even further back, you go to like ancient times, like Rome or some shit, right? They be selling other white people like these niggas are just Swedish. Like they're not Roman, yeah, so yeah. fuck them, right? They yeah. be selling them at the market while kids are like playing soccer and shit. Like, run, 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 they just be hanging there, bleeding like for sale. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when was the, how is it getting worse? How is it a scarier time? You can just lock your door and download all your pain via internet. You don't even gotta see it in real life no more. How's it a scarier time? You, you 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 don't think about like how they're watching us and everything that we do as a as a as a whole. Oh no, that's definitely scary and that's definitely a real thing. But I'm just saying it's not a scarier time. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. And what I mean, it's just it's more of the same bullshit. Just the, a different version of the, it. The 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 we control all the camera shit now is the evolution of what they did to people with the Bible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just the, it's the evolution of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Before it was like God's gonna do this. Now it's like you'll be canceled and clout <laughs> and clout. You know, no, that the whole cancel and clout shit is ridiculous too, man. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just they, it's just the evolution of control. Like you know what I'm saying? I don't feel like there's nothing new. I feel like there's nothing new under the sun. It just look a little different. It's just painted in a different. Same, same game, different, different canvas, different. You know what I'm saying? Bad. So uh, for this album. I see that tour torn time. Your direction for the album is basically like you sitting down with your therapist for the first time and just expressing these feelings and opening the doors for everybody else to see that, you know, you ain't perfect. Mm-hmm. Nobody is. Yeah. Nobody is. I mean, shit, how could I be perfect? If I was perfect, I would be rich and solving some problems for some people and all type of other shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But what, what what is perfect, though? You, I don't think that there's a such thing as perfect. Yeah. Perfect is uh, being in harmony with yourself and accepting yourself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's the biggest part for everybody is accepting yourself too because everybody's building this avatar that they, yeah. you know what I'm saying, for this world, and then they go back to reality, and then they realize that that's when they fall into depression, anxiety, and shit because mm-hmm. they, they start being this avatar that, that you created, and it's hard to keep up with that avatar, you know? Yeah, man, that's weird. 
<laughs> right. Like, what's in the cabinet? William say you gang banging on bacon. <laughs> you ain't gotta be tough all the time, bro. You ain't gotta be tough all the time. Oh shit. And that's good for you to open up like that to show people too, man. Like it's okay to speak about your feelings and shit, man. It's okay to open up. Niggas are whole characters out here, and it's cool. That's okay. If that works for you and it makes you money and it feeds your family, I salute you. But you know, I'm gonna be a character in the movie. You know what I'm saying? Not just like in general. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in the public. Like. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not just in general, you feel me? Man, growing up in Inglewood, man, how was that for you? Um, Character building, if you will, to keep <laughs> the, the theme going. You know what I'm saying? I talk proper because my mom pushed that. They used to call me white boy growing up. Um, Got in a lot of fights, a lot of altercations and stuff like that, just for being like weird and different. Just to be different. Just, you know what I'm saying? Just for being weird and different. Um, but for the most part, like I was saying earlier, you know, it was like, it was fun. Yeah. Shit, it was a normal kid. I went outside, I played um, from time to time. Um, people got chased by the police or random shots got fired or whatever the fuck, but. Um, most of, for most of the time, it was like a normal childhood. I played all the time. And it just became the norm to you, right? Just a seen child, I mean, people getting shot at or fucking shit in the neighborhood, right? Yeah, but, like, when you grow up in the neighborhood, you kind of know how to, you know, there's random shit where, like, you know, there's senseless shit where yeah, niggas yeah. is into it with each other. But I kind of grew up at a different time, you know? I grew up on a block where it was a lot of old ladies. And, like, niggas still had respect. So the niggas that sold drugs that lived on that block, they did it around the corner, not in front of, like, their friend's grandmas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, a lot of shit didn't happen, like, right on my block. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, niggas, it, it, there was still some sort of, like, hierarchy. And one of the biggest OGs in the neighborhood, I didn't know this at the time, my friend's dad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the only nigga I knew that had a dad, for real. Like, only nigga I knew had a dad. He lived on the block. He was an OG, so that carry some weight as well you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah so it was a little different for my block but um so yeah i still had got to have like a normal childhood one of my homies his mom was like gorgeous and niggas would come pick her up in lexuses and shit that was like the most violence i seen on the block niggas trying those dudes oh, you know what no I'm like yeah it happened more than once i'll <laughs> I say maybe like three times I trying say. to get trying to get an easy picking yeah, niggas would just you know niggas with money was coming to pick her up like yeah. and they shouldn't have been over there <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? You only coming over here to pick her up, man? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Niggas don't even care what you're doing. They just like, ooh, free food. Free food. You know what I'm saying? Free food. You know what I mean? You talking about, you, you talking about before cell phones. Like, you pulling up in something I've never even seen in my life. It's mine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So your mom was on your ass pretty much, man? All yeah, the all the time, bro. All the time. Um, you know, I got babysat by my grandma my aunts, my cousins and shit, and they were all outside, like even my grandma. You, yeah, I, yeah. you know what I mean when I say yeah, outside. So it was only so much she could do. But yeah, she was very strict when it came to uh, my education and you know, just making sure I was gonna make something of myself. You know what I'm saying? She was very strict about that. Always uplifting and giving you kind, kind words and shit too? Yeah, bro, surprisingly, even when I said I wanted to be a rapper, she made me read the encyclopedia and shit, like, cause LL Cool J said he did that. Like, she studied it and like told me shit to do. And I was, you know, hanging out with certain kids, so I'm rapping about street shit and guns and shit. I ain't never even yeah, yeah, really, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I ain't even did none of this shit. I'm just capping, you yeah, know? Yeah. 
And she came, she found, she heard Kanye West on the radio. She came in and she was like, this is what my son is supposed to be rapping about right here. You know what I'm saying? Like, so she was always even supportive of the dream, you know? Yeah. Just was like, nigga, you're going to do something. You know what I'm saying? You're going to do something. You're going to be great. Yeah. Bro, that's what you kind of reminded me of right now when you were telling me that story. I'm just like, man, it's a whole like Kanye West story right there too. All over, man. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. But I was I was really into art too. She, you know, got me into art classes so I could draw and everything. Like whatever it was I was into, she was with it, you know. So you be painting at art or no? I I could draw. I could draw. I'm not a painter. Oh. Yeah, but I, I do a lot of graphic design now. So but I still draw too. I got a, a art series out right now, uh called Dragon Ball Black. I did my own anime. Did characters. you really? Yeah, did my own anime characters and shit. They all hand drawn and then I pull them in Photoshop and texturize them and stuff like that. Oh shit, yeah. is this on YouTube? Uh, no, it's uh, there on your Instagram? Uh, on my Instagram and for sale, like on my website or when you see me out vending, you know? Oh, you got like paintings and drawings? No, actual oh, prints, drawing, drawing. actual oh, oh, prints. prints, yeah, prints. yeah, prints. How much for an original? The originals, man, they gonna, I, I haven't put a price on them yet. I like original shit, I'm dog. Frame I'm gonna <laughs> frame them joints, man. I, I gotta frame them all for sure. So, and they're gonna at least be like 150 or something. There's an alien piece over there, girl. Uh, what's her name? Uh, she tried to sell me a print. I was like, nah, I want the original, man. You know? So, yeah, and the guy ended up buying the original for 100 bucks. She's like, for real? I was like, yeah, I'll yeah, buy it definitely. for 100 bucks. The print was like $10. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Nah, give me the original piece of art if you I, want it. That's what I'm saying. So, they they nice drawings, man, and I, I took my time with them, so I'm gonna have to uh to figure out. I want to frame them up though, like yeah, make yeah. them look nice, cause they just drawings now. Cause I'm a Dragon Ball Z fan too. I, that was my era cartoon. Nah, you gonna fuck with? I got. <laughs> I'm talking about we. They grilled out. They got. You know what I'm saying? I got all kind. I got niggas with metal arms. Bro, like, you need to put them shits on shirts. Yeah, I got everything going on, man. But I gotta take take it one step at a time. You know, yeah, I have yeah, a yeah. lot of ideas. Me too, bro. And it's hard for me to to pace them. You know what I'm saying? Because everything is a different money maker. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, I'm trying to pay my bills with art. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, streaming is only going to get you so much bread. Versus selling verses, selling performances. You know what I'm saying? That's only going to get you so much bread. So, I do a lot of different clothing and merch things. I got the juice company that I'm doing, too, because that's something that can move even outside of rap, you know, once yeah. it gets more established. And then... The prints, man, the prints, people people love the prints, you know what I'm saying? I even do like CDs and tapes of albums, you know what I'm saying? Just all of those things bring in way more revenue than, Fucking, than streams. Uh, streams. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you gotta have at least, you gotta have your shit and everything, man. Like, it, it, I'm, I'm the same way with all that shit. Cause I, like, the photography, the, the podcasting's been a lot more busy. And uh, now the clothing line, too, I got. And that shit, we sold like 700 and something units of those, man. Mm. And so it was like, we gave away like half of them. We sold about 200 and, you know what I'm saying, 300 of them or some shit like that. We rebought some and just started giving it out. And then shit just went south. My brother uh, went through some shit, you know what I'm saying? So we had, he followed back for a while. And then, um, then I just let her, left it on the back burner, man. But it's it's... Still up and running, like the website, you know what I'm saying? We just got to refresh everything. That's what we're in, in the process of doing now. Sometimes you need to take a break from things. Everything don't need to be 100% consistent, especially like there's a lot of clothing. So your shit needs to purposeful and just boom. Just, there it is right there. We made them. Yep. 
That's what, what that's, that's what I thought about the other day. I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to make all these and just put them on the website, and whatever happens, happens. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. we still got the traffic. That's what my, the, the website designer, he's like, bro, you got all this traffic coming to the website, so you need to do something with it. Mm-hmm. So we broke it down like an umbrella, and we put the cushion coffee underneath it, the Straight Focus Films, and the Ori Studios underneath it, so that way the traffic can, you know what I'm saying, transpire to the links and shit. So. Hell yeah. And that just moving forward, man, since the last time we met, fucking... Just trying to get everything else in order, you know what I'm saying? Just the paperwork, everything else, because moving forward, making LLC for the coffee, the cushion coffee, and uh, Ori Studios is pretty fucking crazy, man. It's paperwork like, is the best. It's the most annoying part. <laughs> oh, man, just getting everything together, man. But going through the things that you went through, man, after lost your mom, man, and getting back into music, how, how does that? To be honest with you, man, it was a it was a tough transition. I don't think I did anything for like two, three months. Where, you know, I depleted a lot of my savings and shit. And then uh, my self medicating formula was just smoking, fucking, and drinking um, for a while. Um, obviously, I made some really great songs <laughs> in that time, um, living a pretty wild lifestyle. But you know, obviously, I eventually came back to reality. Um, and for me, I don't know, I can't speak for other people, but I make songs, I don't have like a type of music that I make. Yeah, I don't have like a type of music that I make, you know? So if I'm sad, you're gonna get sad songs. If I'm happy, you're gonna get happy songs. If it was a lit night, you're gonna get a lit song. It just, it depends on what I'm going through. So. I never stopped making music, even in the three months where I said I wasn't doing anything. I wrote hella songs because I wasn't doing shit else. You know what I'm saying? I never stopped making music. I that's just I'm a I'm a songwriter. Yeah. That's what I do. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how not to do that. I think that's my that was my therapy before therapy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, but the transition really just came from getting my life back in order, getting out of that funk, accepting, you know, what what is. And and reminding myself I got somebody to take care of and I got to take care of me. I mean, I was never not taking care of my daughter. I wasn't taking care of myself, though. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Self is important because everything else will come with it, you know? Yeah. Definitely that. So it just transitioned back into to healthy behavior. You know what I'm saying? I guess that was the – it was a slow transition. You stopped drinking? You slowed up on the drinking? Yeah, I'm not really a drinker like that, bro. I never really was. I think that was like the part of my life. College and that part of my life was when I was really drinking. But like, trying to paint away the sorrows and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I think I was drinking a lot in college. Cause I didn't realize I was depressed yet. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, but I, um, yeah, I'm not really a drinker. I'm a smoker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I have a few drinks and I get, I get just that tipsy that like just to take off that little social anxiety edge or whatever i'm already like a people person anyway so yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know what i'm saying once i feel myself like naturally flowing like certain shit where i was like i probably wouldn't say that on a regular day you know what i'm saying yeah like just i i just I, I chill there i chill in that zone you know what i mean i don't really get like blackout drunk or belligerent though like if i get fucked up i just pass out yeah, so yeah. that's why i just i gotta stay you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, me too, man. I used to get fucking plastered back in the day, like fucking heavy. <laughs> just drinking away uh, all the fucking shit too, man. Just all the fucking shit, trauma and shit growing up. And then uh, 
just one day, man. It's just like, you know what? Don't really fucking need it. You just need to chill out. You know what I'm saying? Because I used to fucking, I knocked a couple people out before. You know what I'm saying? Just being some stupid shit. Like a whole 10 years ago, mm. whole different person. You know what I'm saying? Like the transition just happened probably about eight years ago, maybe nine years ago. But 10 years ago, it's been a whole different person, boy. Man, bro, it's crazy. Like, I, I really do just move with love. Like, the last altercation I got in, bro, was probably like, 2000 like physical altercation like you know i had something small like a few months ago dude said something weird on the internet and i just seen him in person and i just you know i didn't really it, it didn't really get crazy or nothing i just was like what's up like you yeah, know what yeah, i'm yeah. saying you feel me he didn't he wasn't really on shit you know what i'm saying but uh other than that it was like Shit, maybe 2017 or 18 or something. I lent somebody some money so they could do something, and I needed it back because I was not doing well. It was yeah, like, yeah. Actually, it was like 2017. It was like year after my mom passed, I was still getting back on my feet. You know, I paid for her funeral out of pocket, you know, and had like some other crazy financial losses like around that time, you know what I mean? So I needed this bread, and I needed to, to pay for something that my, my daughter had going on, like her school. She, she was going back to school, needed clothes and everything. My man's didn't come back with the bread. He started ignoring me or whatever, and that was probably like the last fight I got into. I needed that money. And Your just, homie too? Yeah, he was cool. He was cool. I had been uh, rocking with him for a few months. We shot a music video together, um, did a couple other art projects together or whatever like that. But uh, he was cool, but yeah, um, I honestly hadn't seen him since the day, since that day. Damn. Like, not even outside or anything. I don't know. I don't, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So the process for this, this this album, what was the process for for you, man? Just, like I said, bro, really, I make music. I just make it. Like, whatever I'm going through, it just come out in a song. You know, and I might have, like, a, like, it, whatever the, the how can I make this make sense? All right, let's just say I got like 50 songs I done made in like the past like two or three months, okay. you know? But like, there's a good chunk of them that sound like an album or like a body of work. The concept just naturally finds me just because it's all about my life. It just, you know, different things. Like, so if I got like these this selection of fun songs over here, that's the Dilf album this selection of really serious introspective songs over here, that's reality raps, you know what I'm saying? This selection of like R&B smooth songs over here, that's this, you know what I'm saying? So that it just naturally, naturally finds me. So the process was getting out, you know, just getting out all my thoughts on tracks. And then um, once I had, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm in therapy. I want to give people this or whatever. Once I had that, the, uh, I just let the rest of the songs happen. You know, I didn't plan them. But what That's I did plan part. was I found a therapist and a and somebody to shoot it immediately. I knew that I was going to go for a grant. Um, and I found out I won the grant. Um, so once I found out I won the grant, I immediately hit up Dexter Spitz to be the therapist. He has this thing going called How Men Cry. It's like the perfect person for it. Um, my homie Brizzy, we've done a lot of successful videos together, so natural naturally someone that i would trust with a project of this magnitude you know what i'm saying and we already work well together 
And then my homie, uh, Coco, he does a lot of uh, screenwriting and development. So I got those people on board, I would say, like, right away. Oh, and then Lon Renzel, he mixed the Dilf album for me. Um, Scully introduced me to him, if y'all remember them people from back in the day. Lon Renzel's that nigga. He's, yeah. If you go to Shapes Studios, Shapes Studios, and get your, get your album mixed, you should, you should do that. Shapes Studios on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Yes. It might Tap be in. studio shapes. Hold on, let me not send y'all off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me not send y'all off real quick. You gotta do proper promotion for the game. But yeah, that, once I got those people on board, yeah, studio shapes shy on Instagram. But once I got those people on board, you know, it was just cooking from there. And then I, I would say another part of this process after I had the songs. Uh, you know, pretty most of the songs laid out is uh, I told myself like I, it's usually a lot of me on my albums, but I just wanted to have fun on this. I I, I was jokingly saying I'm gonna get on my Donda shit on here yeah. when I was making it, so that's why it's a lot of features. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I just wanted to just let people do them, just have their parts or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just give 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 a little give up some some more control like reality actually is right you yeah. know what i'm saying you don't really have that much control over how everything is going to go you know what i'm saying so um those were the things once i figured out what i was doing i would say those are the things that came became the process and then making everything more intentional and, and impactful for the film and to get the message across you know what i'm saying but also still funny like i didn't want you to just be sitting through this shit like uh Oh, damn, niggas gonna kill me for this. Yeah, yeah. But I'm finna say it. So one of my favorite albums of all time is The Pimple Butterfly. No, niggas, I don't think I'm Kendrick. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you gotta hold yourself up to great standards. You gotta shoot for the stars to yeah. land on the moon. You know what I'm saying? You don't wanna compare yourself to this guy. You wanna yeah, compare yeah. yourself to Michael Jordan, Jay-Z, uh, Mike Tyson, you know what I'm saying? Michael Jackson, you don't wanna, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's Kendrick, how you get Kendrick there. there though. He, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so that's why I'm comparing myself to him. You feel me? Like, but uh, to Pimple- That's not a bad comparison, Bob. To <laughs> Pimple Butterfly is, I'm just saying, To Pimple Butterfly is like a great album, but I always say like, uh, like if you watching Friday with some friends, you could watch Friday, you know what I'm saying? Just niggas could be not paying attention, whatever. You could be, oh, this is the part where you get knocked yeah. out. You know, you could tune in. But then if you watching like the Da Vinci Code or like Decoded or some shit, like you gotta really pay attention to that. What the fuck's like, going on? You know what I'm saying? You you're not gonna watch that movie a bunch of times in your life. You're gonna watch it like four or five times. You gotta Maybe. be in the mood, you gotta zone in. Maybe not even find it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to Pimp a Butterfly is very serious and it's it's dope as fuck, but it's very serious album. So I'm like, I'm talking about a lot of serious shit. I need some comic relief. I need some fun in here. And that's what I wanted the therapy skits. Like, even though we're talking about serious things, like the way I'm responding to the therapist, it's like I'm not even taking it serious. Like, yeah. you know, I'm do, I'm definitely taking my real therapy serious, but I it just needed some comic relief so that it wasn't just heavy hitting after heavy hitting after heavy hitting uh subject. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, even though the subjects are are hard, some of the songs are lit too. Yeah, some of the songs it's like you get into one motion, emotion, and like it just totally verses over to some <laughs> hype or something. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, this shit go crazy. <laughs> it's a it's a roller coaster, man. Like yeah. I got the song on there uh, right after the song's called "Don't Self Diagnosed." Right, that's the one that goes, "Loved you, but I ain't never need yeah, you." Yeah, yeah. And uh, so right after that, it goes into trauma bonds. Um, just a natural transition in titles, right? 
It's a don't self-diagnose, but I'm saying I loved you, but I ain't never need you. Saying I'm a psycho for cutting people off. Then I go right into the trauma bonds in my life. You hear me arguing with my girl. It's a very serious, somber song, right? And it gives you anxiety and reminds you of like these some shit in your life, I'm yeah. sure. You know what I'm saying? If you're an artist of any capacity, like if you don't relate to that argument, you're, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what to tell you. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Because yeah, everybody does <laughs> you that know what shit, I'm saying? bro. Everybody. If, if your, your guy or your girl ain't never been like, is there going to be niggas or bitches at the studio? Like, yeah, if you yeah, ain't yeah. never had that, like, congratulations. You know what I'm saying? But um, so that, that song makes you, like, anxious. It makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Then the next song is called Anxiety, but it's got a really calming beat. You know what I'm saying? To get you out that mode. Like, right after you hear that, just that, that build up, that, like, horror yeah. movie build up. Then right after that, like, like to the point where you can't take it no more. It's just, then it's just... It's a woo side anxiety. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Fire, bro. So I, I tried to, I tried to uh, always design the album to flow well instead of just throw songs together. I try to make it make sense as much as possible. You know, that's that's the artistry. You know what I'm saying? Artistry in you, man. That's like the something about me, like photography. I was like, I always felt like it was never too good enough. You know what I'm saying? And it, yeah. like it was, I was just more looking at it as a perspective as an artist, not just a person or a camera. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, definitely. So it was like it was always something missing. I could even though it was a dope ass photo, you know what I'm saying? But it was just like, yeah, it could be better, like type things. It's not good enough. Yeah, man, you can always add more. It don't just gotta be a picture. Yeah, I know you know fucking uh, mastermind. Yeah, yeah. Like, take a picture, turn it into a piece of art. Like that's what I be like. I be on some Photoshop shit. Like I'm gonna take the photo from the photographer. I always credit the photographer, but I always do a little something to Extra, it. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever I'm, whatever the photo, the purpose of the photo is, I gotta add something else in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like just to make it pop. You know, just, to, just to give it that twist. I mean, people post photos on Instagram all day. It could be a, a nice little piece of art. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why I like, uh, like if we're gonna shoot like a scene or something, I would like to dress up the whole scene so we capture it in camera type shit. You know what I'm saying? Instead of Photoshop type shit. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted to add something crazy, like I will try to bring that to reality in studio and try to shoot that shit like live. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that way everything's in there and nothing needs to be photoshopped, so it'd be ca- captured. That's that's the kind of shit I look at. Like just build the whole set type shit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the that's the purpose of my art. That's what I want to get to that's, to that level. And with the remodel now, man, we're just gonna move forward and keep keep going. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you mean, but that's what, see, even with that, like, like, so when you, you could build a set in here. So let's just say you build a set for somebody and they, they album is coming out or it's they cover shoot or something. You build the whole set. You you bring that whole shit to life. Right. And you give me that image. What I'm going to do is literally make this dude. I I learned this photo editing trick that just makes the face pop out a lot more. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like the like, like high, more, highlights and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like a lot more defined. It's just like subtle things that just make the face pop out more. I would do some shit like that. And then I would do like maybe like cut out the foreground of the photo and throw like a little just extra something in the background. It'll be subtle. Oh, just to, and, yeah, just to yeah. enhance it. Like Yeah, just, yeah. just to enhance it. Like, you know what I mean? Like the artwork or the parental advisory sticker, like put it on something random where it's not just a sticker, where it's like, is it a part of the vase? Like you can't tell, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just like little shit. Like, oh, you know that's just saying? dope. It's about the little things, you know what I mean? 
Simple, but little. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. about the little things. Always about the little things, man. I know that I know that they I'm not I'm not giving away my sauce either. I'm just you yeah, know what I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote some shit the other day. I said I'm gonna have a new idea for you to steal soon. <laughs> 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 Can I see that torch one more time? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Facts though. So how many how many songs you got in the vault, bro? Like in the vault? Yeah, like just Ooh. waiting, dog. Is it over a hundred or close to a hundred? It's definitely over a hundred. Wow, you got that much on release music. Mm-hmm. It's definitely over a hundred. I got uh two out projects in the works right now, like simultaneously being made. Like one of them is a live album where I technically did like my greatest hits. I picked them. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But they're also my best streaming songs. I made them with my homie that I'm in a band with. Um and uh so some of the songs, you know, I've known them for fifteen years. 18 years at this point. So uh, some of the songs he's he was on already. So, of course, we put those on there and put the whole band behind them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then we just took, like, the, the best songs from the collection. And I'm going to add one more song from Reality Raps to this. And um, I'm going to do all over the place on there. You know what I'm saying? Transition from one into the next on them. Yeah. And uh, that's coming out. Pretty soon. I don't want to put a date on it because, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That's coming out pretty soon. Then we're going to do Dilf 2, me and Scully coming back. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then I got some other things that I'm going to just keep keep it low right now. You know what I'm saying? Keep it low. <laughs> but, yeah, it's definitely more than 100 songs. But they have – some of them don't have a purpose. I just made them. Some of them are for the things you hear me mentioning. Um, and what else? What else? Uh but not just in the vault. I would say on streaming right now, I think I have like 130-something, 140-something songs out. Out? You know what I mean? Yeah, because I got like and you got more 100 than 100, plus? 100 of my own songs on stream, and I have projects. I put out at least a project or EP or like several singles every year. You know what I'm saying? Like, at the very minimum, you're going to get an EP and, like, three, four singles. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, every year. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, it's like 100 or plus of my own songs and at least, like, 30-something features. Damn. When, when, when did it all start the rapping game for you? Uh, shout out my, my homie Al Prentice from grammar school. I remember he was rapping in the uh, – in the lunchroom, and I wanted parts, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely started writing little raps in my room when I was like 12, like 12 ish. I was yeah. writing like songs in my room and stuff, but I never really took it that serious. I just wrote, wrote it, never showed it to nobody, nothing like that. I remember one of them was literally like, Sports, sports. I like sports. <laughs> like crazy. I'm not even that into sports. I don't know what I was on. But <laughs> just putting some shit together. Just saying shit. <laughs> just they playing basketball. Yeah. Just saying shit. You feel me? Uh, but fucking uh, what else? Boy, yeah. When I was in high school, one of my homies, he got a deal with like a small label, and uh, he encouraged me to. He was like, "Bro, you nice." So you know, I, I leaned into it a little bit more, but I was like. Not really, I could rap, but I couldn't craft a song. I didn't really know, I wasn't really good at that part. You know what I'm saying? 
Like I, I was definitely not a polished artist. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't think my attitude was together either. I was a, a lot more arrogant. A lot more arrogant when I was younger. Just just because I thought just like I was good at school. Like I should be great at life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. just not how it works. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't know. But I don't I don't even know if that's the right way to just sum that up. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, just I had a different attitude about shit. And I was not like I could rap, but I wasn't. Definitely the song fight. I wouldn't put, I wouldn't play anybody any of those songs, bro. <laughs> Why any not, of those man? Songs. No, I mean, I'll show you. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's I, a, it just shows you where you came from, yeah, bro. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? I'm like, nah. It's still you, nah. I'll be listening to that shit like, Ugh. You should just put it out on like the end of a mixtape one day. This is where I came from. This is where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not ashamed for real, for real. But you know what I'm saying? If I'm if we talking money, I'm not pulling none of those out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. I, when I first started the podcast, I got like a bunch of bloopers that we started just fucking in the basement, just been getting over that like self doubt about like how subconsciously what people are gonna think about me, and, like what yeah. my my voice and shit like that. And I was just like, fuck it. And then I watched. I found Gary V. Gary V. was like, man, just fuck it. Whatever they think, fuck them. Who's them? They just you know what I'm saying they ain't trying. That's the only reason why they're fucking hating. They're just mad because they ain't doing something. So I started saying, fuck it, let's just do it. You know what I'm saying? So four years later, here's yes, Can't man. Buy Dean on this motherfucker. You could definitely, you know what I'm saying, hear the evolution in my shit too. Yeah. Like uh, the earliest album that I Damn. have out is called Low Key High. It's from like 2016. Yeah. Do you have access to those files right now? We get a little snippet. What, like the older, yeah. older shit? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I got some shit. I mean, if you got YouTube. Yeah. yeah, I got some super old shit. It's called Born Ready. Born Ready? Can't Buy Dean, Born Ready. Or it might just be, no, it's, I told him to change it to Can't Buy Dean. It was when I just went by Dean. Yes, sir. I'm telling you, I could rap. It just was, you know. This is the beginning, the beginning of it? Yeah, I could always rap. How long ago was this? Um, This was, shit, I didn't even have a kid at this time. I was, this was like 12 or 13 years ago, maybe 14 years ago, something like that. It's going to say the year on the, on the YouTube video. Shout out YouTube for that. Yeah. Say 11 years ago. Damn. You produced this too? Uh, no. My homie from, I was in recording school at the time. My homie Dom. Dom Falcone, you were DJ Incredible, DJ Incredible what he went Dean. by at the time. Different man in this. No facial hair. When have you ever known me to give a fuck about how you feel about who I am? I just think it and I live it out. Spit it just to get it out. Mind ain't that bad. a million miles an hour while I'm sitting down. Smoking, chilling. Extra focus for no reason. Chief and reading. Ten years ago, this is like the style of music. Instruments was nonchalant but lethal. Easy, this shit ain't nothing. I do it because I need to. I'm sick, what ills you? The game don't grieve you. Truly, I don't give a fuck. My lungs just breathe you. This GQ. Shit you used to from me, fool. I'm three two in Orlando in the paint move when I come through. You do this seafood, I will eat you alive at will. Yeah, turn this off. Yeah. <laughs> Get this shit out of here. Get this shit out of here. <laughs>
Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mouthpiece dog is a pretty good track too, bro. Yeah, that's my joint. I man, this I ain't gonna lie to the people, man. I listen to this album all the fucking time. All the time. And it's the first one I've made where by the time I put the songs out, I'm not sick of them. And like I stand behind my songs, but like, you know, you listen to them a thousand fucking times. And this one is just I can't stop listening to it. I listen to a lot of my music. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. to, I feel like it helped me make better shit too. You know what I'm saying? But this one right here, I just turn it on. No skippers. I don't go to specific songs. I just front to back this motherfucker pause, you know, often. <laughs> so how was that uh, opening for in Inglewood, RSK, KRS1 over there with you? Oh, man. How was so, that for you? That was cool, bro. Um. So Inglewood branded, you know what I'm saying? They got a, uh, they have the Fall Fest, and they had the what they uh, said was the Great Thinker Cipher, and KRS One, you know, you heard it was gonna be a cipher. He just kicked it off, so niggas just started going up on the stage. So I just went up there, ended up, you know, right next to bro. Told him, you know, respect. Thank you for being in Inglewood. He said thank you. Type shit. He was real cool, humble about it. You know what I'm saying? And then he kicked off the cipher. Was just handing around the mic. Um, it was a lot of niggas up there, a lot of elbows. So I'm like standing right behind, bro. I'm trying to get in position. Yeah. Couple different things happened. Long story short, when the cypher started, it was light outside. When I got the mic, it was dark outside. But you know, cypher started at like six, five thirty, six o'clock anyway. Sun go down early. You yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So I was up there for a good like 35 minutes trying to get in position. So when I got the, the mic, I just instantly was just like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> motherfucker, let me get this. <laughs> Give me this shit. Like, uh. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, it was cool, man. I, I never uh, got to rap for a crowd that big in Inglewood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they only have that, and then they have the the event that the mayor's been throwing. Um, shout out to my uh, – shout out to Wayno. You know what I'm saying? Meatball Entertainment. Uh, they be getting uh, a lot of acts for the, uh, I forget the name of the other event, but it's like they have it every year in Inglewood with uh, Mayor Mayor Coleman and shit. Inglewood Brand is also usually a part of that event as well. It's right on 63rd Street, right on Halstead by Kennedy King. Man, I, I, I bought some gear from them years ago. Inglewood Brand? Yeah, it was. A, I did a photo shoot here too in, in the studio. I tagged him and shit. Yeah, it has evolved. Yeah, it yeah. Has evolved. Shout That's, out Corey too. Yeah, he does a lot for the community, man. Too, man, he does a lot, man. Man, does a lot. Yeah, shout out to him, man, for doing that back and giving back to the community, man. So, man, what's the future for Can't Buy Deem in twenty twenty four coming up, man? What's the plan? Uh, the plan is got any goals set for twenty four twenty four? The plan is. To get my juice into several stores, um, get the paperwork all figured out for that. It's a long process that <laughs> got to start now. Let's talk about that. Um, that and uh, some property, man. Some property. That's about it. Those are the short-term goals. Obviously, to keep going with music and everything, but. I'm more concerned about, you know, being the man right now instead of the myth, the legend. You feel me? Yeah. I'm gonna let that keep doing what it do on uh 
keep following the plan with that. You know, I'm not necessarily trying to get chased out the mall. I still want to be able to go to the movies and shit. I just want to make money off my art. So I'm going to keep making it. But the juice, some property, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I want to put myself in a position to start helping kids in Inglewood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Moving forward, probably helping Inglewood more. He could probably guide you into some situations, how to get in part involved in movements, right? Or events and shit like that too. Yeah, or throwing events. He knows how, knows how to throw the events. Inglewood branded. I'm definitely going to stay locked in with them. Me and my homies got uh, this Ingle Water thing coming pretty soon. Sustainable water for the community, in the community. You know what I'm saying? Um, and. Some other things that I'm going to just let <laughs> until, until it's time. Until it's time, you feel me? So, yeah. yeah. Always plotting, man. Always plotting. Well, i love to pick your brain a little more. I know you got to go get out of here and get to the... Are we good? We got time, man. Okay, We got right. time. We All got right. time. All right. Um, sorry, fuck it. Let's talk about the getting that paperwork right, man, for this shit you got moving forward with juice and everything. Yeah, so how's the know, process for that to try to get in these stores and shit like you're starting to experience? I'm trying to figure it out, dog. You know, it's a crazy uh it's a crazy world out here when it comes to shit like that. Like basically, in order for you to find out all the licenses you need, you gotta pay somebody like 150 bucks just to tell you what you need. Instead of just fucking telling you, right? Yeah, right. And then you could do it at the Secretary of State. Well, you email them, and they're supposed to email you back everything you need. But, you know, I emailed them, and uh, it didn't go that way. You know what I'm saying? Didn't go that way at all. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what I need. And I'm, I'm trying to figure it out without bumping my head. So that, like. The trademarking thing or something? No, no, no. It's not about trademark and all that stuff. I'm talking about to sell a juice. It's food. You know what I'm saying? It's different than clothes that I made or yeah, art yeah. that I made. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need your nutritional facts. You need some so other shit. So you gotta shit. get scientific fucking research on you it and all kinds of shit. some other shit. Like, it's a couple different things that you need. And it's not just, like, plainly stated somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to do some research. I'm sure I could YouTube University this thing. I just got to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out YouTube. That's how this shit got all built, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> YouTube University, my boy. I'm telling you, this table we're sitting on, this fucking everything you see built in this motherfucking YouTube. Bro. Graphic design, most of the clothes I made, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. YouTube University, you feel me? <sighs> exactly. So you you growing up, how old are you? 32, you said? Well, I'm 34. 34. Yeah. So you grew up into using computers already at a young age, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up using computers. I kind of was like... My mom, I taught my mom how to use a computer pretty much. Yeah, like yeah. how to really use it. Not she you know she had a, a job where she used one, but like how to use it for personal use and stuff like that. Yeah. Fix the, the computer at the crib and shit when I was young. Fixing computers and shit. Yeah, I mean that's something that I wish I would have kept going with. Kept going with because like right now I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Uh, but even still, like I YouTube University some shit on that too. I replaced a computer battery. I done did all type of shit just like watching videos off the phone. You know what I'm saying? Bro, <coughs> Excuse we, me. We were watching talking, videos off the phone and shit. We were talking about that uh, 
like the things we learned in life to up to, to the point of now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like everything that I experienced or you experienced to to help you on this journey that we're on, bro. It's pretty crazy to think about, right? Like at a young age, we're already preparing ourselves. Like we're always looking to that future to uh, be to a certain point in life and not understanding that we're living that future that we're already thought about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, bro. That's crazy. And man. it's like now we are both here meeting again. You know what I'm saying? You ever think about all the jobs on the journey, though? Like, like think about this. I'm talking about, like, from kid till now. Like, yeah. So, niggas used to cut grass, yeah. uh, cut grass, shovel snow. Then I worked at a factory making, like, this thing called the Great Lock Chalk, which is basically this brick that they use to store cars on trains. It's got, like, a bunch of parts in it because it got to pop up and down. Yeah. You can make those. Niggas was a janitor. I sold, I, I worked at Finish Line. I was a AV tech. I was a security. I was, uh, I did uh, truck driving, forklift, um, AV installation. I'd have been to like every Lifetime Fitness in Buffalo Wild Wings. Did like the Taste Fest, Blues Fest, Jazz Fest. It's like a, a AV, um, what's the what's the term I'm looking for? As a stagehand? Yeah. As it's like, bro, like, so many different jobs, like so many different jobs. I probably, I'm definitely leaving shit out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like definitely yeah, I fucking did out. a lot too. And I was thinking about that, like fuck, 20 years, like I'm 39, so 20 years since I've been like 18. And I, he's 19. Oh, true. So I had him when I was like 19 years old, bro. True. And it's like uh, going through that transition. Like I, I had this young kid in here, he's 21. And he was talking about where he's at. And I was just thinking about, like, man, where your mind's at right now. If I, you know where I was at when I was 21, bro? I had a one year, I had one year. Man, what? Yeah, that was me at 23, 24. Yeah, bro. Didn't get to live those 20s and, 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 and grow in that culture like everybody else did. You know what I'm saying? It was always a, like, damn, I got a responsibility type shit, you know? And I had to grow up to be where I am. But I'm grateful for it because he kind of saved my life, no cap, you know? Yeah, man. I definitely say that. That's a fact. Um, I think I just was like, I had given up, you know? Yeah. And then I realized I had somebody else to take care of, you know what I mean? And it was like, this, I can't do that no more. Yeah. I can't do this no more. <clears throat> you know what I mean? And then you're, that, you're at homeless at the time too, right? When you're about to have this baby. Yeah, yeah. I was in college though, you know? Yeah. I, like I had a scholarship or whatever, you know? So I was in school, sleeping on the train. Showing up to class, bag of clothes, all type of shit. Going to college every day still. Mm-hmm. Damn. So why why that happen? Just fucking fucked off, or what happened? You got um selling drugs in my mom's house. And you got raided, or oh, you got thrown? She threw you out. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Damn. Wasn't making enough money to to live somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely wasn't making enough money to do that. Damn. Stupid shit. <laughs> and then then mama is that when mama passed away no this was years before she passed away okay yeah, years before you know i was like uh it was like 2011 2010 or some shit like that yeah so what happened from there man hitting rock bottom climbing up that ladder what was it like for you um I'm like a real tunnel vision kind of person. So like if I don't have like a lot of outside noise, yeah, like I just kind of go. And at that point, 
it was just me by myself, really. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I live with my BM's family. They're all Filipino. They all have their plan for me. You know what I'm saying? And I have my plan for myself. So it was like, I just had to like focus. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, I didn't even really feel any of it. Like, to be honest, like I yeah. just was like, this needs to be done. This is the goal. And we need to get the fuck out of this place, like out of their house as soon as possible. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just, just did it. Like, this is what needs to happen. So it's, it's getting done. Like I, I think I turned off in like a major way at that time of my life where like it was just going through the motions. I was still performing and shit too. Like I was going crazy. I, I had a teacher, shout out to Josh Neamare. He was getting me great shows. You know what I'm saying? Where I was opening for like Big Crit, uh, Yellow Wolf and shit like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I was doing shows uh, with Kickstand Productions. They was paying and, and everything, but I was doing those shows for like for like a nine month period doing the exact same songs. Like I wasn't even making no new music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't even like the songs anymore. I was just doing them. Like it was just like a weird period. I just was just going, bro. Like, so I don't really think I felt any of it. I don't, I can't tell you how I felt. I think about it all the time and I can't recall yeah. an emotion other than like, this needs to happen. You know, like this too shall pass. I just like held on to that real strong. <clears throat> I don't know if that was too real or whatever. But. No, you're good. Because it, it had to be tough, man. It was like, because people don't know what that's like, man, to go through something like that because they uh, never experience it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. just curious on how that your emotions were at that moment because that's like just putting your feet right in front of your other. You know, you got to keep walking. You got to keep going every day. Yeah, real shit, bro. I don't think I like, I just, I don't know what kind of resilience I had when I was younger. Like, I wish I still had it, dog. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you, dog. You I still just got was, it. It's 10 times better, though. You yeah, know I was on gold, nigga. Like I, like, I never cried about that shit, never nothing. I was just, that's, mm, that's, like, <laughs> like. But that's the way we were taught to be man, that way, you know man, what I'm saying? Man, that shit was crazy, bro. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Motherfuckers didn't even know I was homeless. Like, they didn't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? People I was hanging out with, like, didn't know. That's, I'm like. I didn't, I'm like, I was hiding it. I didn't even think I was. Were you when you, you didn't even think about it, like, at all when you're around them? Like, these motherfuckers don't even know I'm homeless right now. No, nah, because, like, when I'm at a party, I'm not finna be like, oh, listen, yeah, listen just, to how bad I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to have fun. And plus, in the, growing up in that neighborhood, you probably couldn't really re reflect your emotions anyway, because you never had that. Well, no, I never partied on the south side of Chicago. No, I never, never really partied like that on the south side of Chicago. That's not a, not really an option to be like drunk. <laughs> For me, at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah, To be like off my square in any way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I like growing up at least. Like, but did you have friends from the neighborhood though? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. But um, these just, parties I'm talking about, this is by the time I'm in college, these are like, art school kids, oh, kids sure. I met in college. These are like friends I chose, not like my neighborhood. Anymore. Friends, yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? Fire. Being around them, how has the culture changed being around? Man, it was just, 
you know, obviously I'm, I'm weird for everything that's not like the stereotypical rap niggas, yeah. right? Because everybody from the hood is supposed to be like these niggas Drug that are dealers. really only yeah. 10% of the family. They're not even allowed to some family functions. Like they're outcasts. Like everybody's not supposed to be like that. That's weird, right? But you know what I'm saying? It went from <laughs> it went from being judged all the time for not being like that to just being a person in the room. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're not I'm not the black guy. I'm not the dude that sells drugs. I'm not the the dude that like South Park. I'm not any of these things. Cause everybody does. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nobody cared. That's crazy. That's like these uh one guest that had they grew up in Skokie, so like that whole neighborhood bubble they lived in it was like a, a false reality for them until they came outside that bubble and experienced how real life is you know what i'm saying like because i guess up there it's like a real like bubble neighborhood where everybody knows each other rich people rich people you know what i'm saying that knows that they got money from like wrigley money you know what i'm saying old school money everybody in all the families and they had everything around them for them to succeed you know what i'm saying they don't know what it's like for our cultures and they had everything in their high schools, you know what I'm saying? Like their society was built different. Like it always been keeping us down, the system, you know? Just like the different perspectives of lives, just a couple miles north, you know what I'm saying? It's just so crazy. It's, it's a, Cause they said that's why they realized they came outside that bubble and realized what the real world was like. And it's like how people were really fucked up out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, it's definitely, uh polarizing I think is the term but it's intentional in Chicago you know what I'm saying like one of my f best friends is a Jewish kid from Ravenswood and if you hang out with him and his like childhood friends they're literally different nationalities like all of them you know what I'm saying like different backgrounds different everything but they all like Nike SBs they all you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like well, it's just like they're eating different shit at dinner time like you know what I mean it's just like no big deal. And for me, I didn't know any white people um, deeper than like them being somewhere that I was for a minute or like at my school. I didn't even really, I didn't, we didn't even have white teachers, dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when I was 14, I moved to Alsip and I went to Eisenhower. And that's an equally white, black, and Mexican school. And that was like my introduction to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, real shit. Like, so. Your first like white teacher? First white teacher, first white friends, first white people, like, like the abundance of white people, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, type shit like that. Like, it just, that, that wasn't a thing for me. Like, I'd never even seen or heard, like, a lot of shit, like, a lot of rocks. Fortunately, I had the box. The box, like, was. If you old enough, you remember the box. It yeah, was like yeah. MTV Jams before MTV Jams. It played all types of music. So my music taste was diverse. But there was like a lot of movies and just celebrities or just things that I'd never heard of because they weren't nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I just didn't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until like I met some other people. And then even still in high school, the white kids I hung out with then, we gravitated towards each other for like girls partying, um, substance abuse type shit, just doing the same stupid shit that everybody does in the suburbs, you know what I'm saying? Like, not until I got older, like I was saying at college, and I started selecting my friends, yeah. that I really started getting into, like, the type of people I'm, you know what I'm saying, really around. You're supposed to be around. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? 
So that beginning stage where you like just blending in, trying to hang out with the crowd type shit? Honestly, bro, felt like it was all like, I think I never had a problem standing out, but yeah. I did a lot of blending in at the same time, if that's the thing. I couldn't, it was impossible for me not to stand out. You know what I'm saying? Just to be on your own 10 toes, to basically. Not just because of how differently I think and am and dress and yeah. act. You know what I'm saying? Just in general. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it was impossible for me not to stand out. But, like, a lot of shit that people did, just, like, I didn't get it, but I did it anyway. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Likewise. Like, I understand. Like, I didn't I, get it. Like, I remember being at school dance, like, yo, we in the fucking gym. Like, I play basketball in here every Friday. Now I'm standing in here in a nice outfit. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> I paid money for this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's having so much fun, like. Yeah, fucking dancing on a fucking court. And not only that, but these same people that the same, you know, I'm in here trying to have fun with these young ladies or whatever type shit, but we was just at my boy crib last night, busting it open for real. Yeah. Now we gotta act all cool in front of the teachers. I can't even smoke weed in here. <laughs> the fuck? Why do I wanna be here? Oh, like, shit. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was just me. So I didn't voice things like that. I just acted like I was having a good time. Like just everybody fell in line. else. You know what I'm saying? Damn. I never looked at it like that. I don't, I don't know, bro. But that, that's a good perspective because, like, bro, we were really getting down just yesterday. Now we over here just you know chilling like nothing. I had, I had ass cheeks in my hand yesterday. Now I'm in here today like, <laughs> Mr. Johnson's over there. Got to be careful. <laughs> no twerking. You know what I mean? Hey, 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 <laughs> hey. You guys are a little close. <laughs> What? <laughs> 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 fucking just had ass cheeks in my hand last night, but I can't fucking touch you today. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's all good. That's fucking great though. Yeah, but it just it just didn't make didn't make uh it didn't make sense to me. That's fire though, man. <laughs> but I just like acted. You got you got to look at the school system in general, though. It doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? That was just one example, though. But like, it's a lot of things. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, can I give one more that I never understood? Yeah, yeah. So when you younger and everybody trying to be tough and shit, right? You know, some our friends have friends. Yeah. Niggas would be like, niggas don't even really fuck with you. Like, they trying to be. And let, this is a real thing. I know you could pause whatever the fuck you want to say yeah, all the yeah. way through this, but this is just a real thing. People do this. Like niggas will be trying to be the the right hand man, but they hate on you for already being the right hand man. So they don't really fuck with you, right? Yeah. You could tell, but y'all around each other because this is the only place we can smoke and bring girls and blah, 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 this, that, and the third. This nigga go out here and overly be the aggressor and do some stupid shit get into some shit, and some niggas fuck him up. Now I got to stop doing what I'm doing, ruin my day, fuck up my fit, and go fight these dudes for this nigga that don't even really fuck with me because he hang out at the same crib sometimes. Yeah. And you pussy if you don't want to. That's crazy to me. Yeah, that's... A, that's, that's crazy a, to me. Like I just explained it weird, but you know exactly... No, what, no, no, no. And you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, and, that, that, I, and I will always be like, no, nah, I don't fuck with bro. Like, I'm cool. If it was one of my homies or, like, we some shit happened, we... You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm with you, but, like, I'm not finna go out of my way to defend this nigga that probably started that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Being out of character himself. You know what I mean? No, that's like the... Talking <laughs> shit, talking about some... I'll go get my homies. Like, bro, like, why you... 
No. You just riling shit up. Like, you got dogs that's just going to bark whenever, <laughs> and I'm just supposed to jump? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I never understood that either. That's just, I mean. But I acted like I did. <laughs> you got to just, I do the same shit, though, bro, yeah. sometimes. Shit, if it ain't got nothing to do with me, what the fuck I'm picking my nose in? Especially you. You you probably started the shit. Like, I have cousins all the time, bro, that got me some stupid shit just because I was just trying to be that person that fall in line type shit. Like, fuck it, you fucking with my cousin, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, but now you out there just doing stupid shit, bro. I can't get myself involved with some stupid shit you got going on, bro. Mm-mm. I don't give a fuck we family or not. Like, if 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 it's if it's something that it wasn't fucking meant to happen, then it was by we gotta figure out figure it out. You know what I'm saying? But if you're out there just acting stupid, yeah, like if something genuinely you know like saying? happens to yeah, you, yeah. bro, like I'll you get, get jumped by accident or something. Just because yeah. I know you, like I got your back. But like if you out here just being a dickhead and a goofball and a goofy, bro, like I'm not finna just I'm not jumping for that. <laughs> not, I got necks on two K. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like fuck, man. I'm finna dub this nigga real quick. Stop yeah. playing with me. <laughs> fuck, man. Yeah, man. Fucking um. What would you give a man out there that's dealing with anxiety and depression, man, on how to start seeking therapy and just looking out for or reaching out to people? Uh, really, I would say uh, if you don't uh, if you don't feel comfortable talking to a therapist, let's just start there because a lot of people feel like that's a big step, right? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of places that you could go where there's a like-minded community I feel like even in your problems you're not alone everybody's going through the same shit and that'll get you more comfortable with talking about it right so you have places like healthy hood which is uh my church not church 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 we they they community building it's about self it's about community it's about getting your energy right so that you could go out and serve the community which is Literally, which is really the work of God, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you could come there and people, t- and it's just a community of people who are all working on themselves, building themselves, trying to be better. So if you're trying to work on yourself, your anxiety and your depression, and you're doing certain things to get over that, but you're hanging around niggas that's clowning you for your new behavior, yeah. you're going to revert back. You need a new crowd, right? Or to take it off a place that I attend all the time, um, you have another place called Coffee, Hip Hop, and Mental Health. They have all of these groups and everything. And you go and it, um, like I'm saying, the attendees and the people running these things are gonna look just like you. Be going through some of the same things you went through. Have some of the same rocky history. Come from the same neighborhoods that you come from. You know what I'm saying? So, I feel like that's the most important part. Those are places that you could start. You know, it'll get you acclimated. See what it looks like. You could be a fly on the wall. You're not um, obligated to participate. And you could even learn how to start going down the path or see like, oh, that person reminds me more specifically of my story. Maybe I should talk to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it's, it's that's, I would say that that's the easiest way to start. They don't have to be healthy hood or uh, coffee, hip hop, and mental health, but just find a space with like-minded individuals that are talking about these things. But I'm telling you, if you are from a, if you're black and brown from an un, uh, underprivileged 
upbringing, those are really good places to start. You know what I'm saying? Where it's going to be no pressure and you can even learn what it looks like to pursue the journey. Because <clears throat> I could give you answers. I could tell you what works for me. I use habilitative services. My therapist reminds me a lot of my grandma. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And it's dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you got to find your own journey. So, um, and also the shirt that I'm selling right now, not to just plug the products while trying to help people. Plug that's that what it's meant for. Yeah. It's called the shoulder to cry on t-shirt on the back of it is all mental health and community resources for black and brown people. And whether you're going to cop the shirt or not, the post is on my page. You can still read the back of it. I tagged every single one of the resources. Fire. And you know, on the out note, man, any anything uh, you want to put out there so we can wrap this up? Um, I said this the other day in conversation, and I just feel like it's like a really important and, and poignant phrase. You know, I hope that if you're an artist out here, it's, it's hard and it's stressful, and it's it could take a lot out of you. I mean, if you're just trying to feed your family nowadays, that shit is like damn near like trying to be a rapper. Like, yeah. <laughs> they only pay this much, but shit costs this much. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is, um, you know, make sure that you're good with the people around you. Like your relationships are good. Like not just how they treat you, but how you treat them. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of how they treat you. Make sure, you know what I'm saying, your home life is taken care of. You're taking care of your bills, like, you know what I'm saying? You got gas in your car, oil change. You know what I'm saying? Your kids are fed. Like, worry about these things more than anything else because all this other shit is superficial. And, you know, accolades and, and nice things are cool. But honestly, in closing, motherfuckers are, you know, they, that's that phrase, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, Motherfuckers are really focused on the myth, the legend part. But you got to be a man first. Take 100%. care of home. Take care of yourself. Take care of your people. Got to be a woman first. Take care of home. Take care of yourself. Take care of your people before you could be the myth and the legend. You know what I'm saying? Fire, bro. Shout out to the guy for coming through. Deem. Can't buy Deem. Go check him out, man. Reality Raps. He's got a bunch of features. You going to take him out with this uh, Pardon My Ego? You want to? Punch that in. Part of my ego produced by Groovebox featuring MF and Mellow. Shout out Pivot Gang them. Yo, appreciate you coming through. Much love, bro. Appreciation. Appreciate y'all. We out, bro. Peace and love. Part of my ego. I be getting everything I want. I know I'm a big target. They'll pat, pat, sleep softly. If they knew what I had in a knapsack with the nurse swag, they'll try to take it up off. Pardon this pole. Rather be in court than a coffin. Listen, baby, I'm a big target. Listen, baby, I'm a slick talker. Listen, little baby, I'm a hustling motherfucker. If she ever try to play like she gon' leave, I bet she won't. Gon' treat her like she at her most, but fuck her like she don't. Yeah, I flirt, but I come home. Swear I got hope, but I don't. Cause you know I always serve them when it's money on my phone. All four pockets on ass and hips. Tell you the truth, I was never really worried about a day like me, but if I like them, what I gotta try to impress you.